Hey everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Tarantino. And on this podcast, we talk about Exo Squad, the classic 90s cartoon, sci fi epic, American anime. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. No, um. Well, I didn't say anything that was Ryan. <laughs> Whatever, Ryan. Um, this is. That's not fit. That's not on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is falling apart. We just started. The wheels, just, <laughs> the wheels are way off. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Mastalone, and welcome to the Exo Squadcast podcast, where we talk about dinosaurs. Yeah, 1990s I, family. I'm the baby. <laughs> gotta love me. Um, <laughs> um, so we are currently on season two, episode three, A Pirate's Ransom. Uh, it is written by. A large crew helped out on this one. You have the Edens brothers, Michael and Mark, who are steady hands, keeping us on the right track throughout the whole season. Um, You also have Ted Peterson, who, I mean, this guy worked on. You name a show from the 90s, from Thundar the Barbarian to COPS, all the way to all the Mummies shows. He worked on all of them. So you have a very prolific writer. And you have Francis Moss, who... uh, same kind of thing worked on x-men iron man bureau of alien detectives all the mummies shows and like it's crazy because kind of like we if you you should go back and listen to it in the michael edens episode um he talked about how a lot of these guys worked together and kind of rode on the same path and i think this is one of those episodes where you see that going because even though you have four different people working on it it's pretty seamless it's like a really good episode i personally i really enjoyed this one um how'd you guys feel about the pirate's ransom um i i liked it a lot i i think it kind of goes back to the rhythm of like the first couple episodes of season one where it's like there's like an intrigue heavy episode and then like a, like a, a, a more action-oriented episode and i liked this one was more action-oriented yeah i liked it um oh fuck <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I did. No. I mean, it's, I. I like. I like them all. I. I think. I said. Not one of my favorite. No. Not one of my least favorite. I don't know. It was fine. Like, there's just a lot of like. I just like can't stand. I have this like thing when like you know someone's double crossing everybody and you're just waiting for it to play out. That always annoys me. Um, that's just me. Hmm. Um, I want to get back to the other members of the squad. Um. And I think it also just feels like 15 minutes out of 10 hours. So um, I'm kind of... And I watched them out of order. So I was a little confused. Um, no, but it's it's good. It's, I'm well, happy with it. Well, let's get into it a little bit. Because like, that is actually one of the interesting things. Like, to me, like the rhythm there of the episode... There are some cool things that happen in it. I will say that. There no, some cool definitely. some points in it. Like when, I mean, when the, the rhythm of the episode is kind of interesting to me because it's sort of fast slow you know it kind of ramps up and down pretty quickly but i do like that we have a lot of a lot of movement in the episode but i i I hear you when i when you're saying like we're very much focusing on these guys you know what i mean and i mean obviously it's a big story don't get me wrong but like you know there's a lot of stuff that's kind of taking a back seat you know, and uh, I'm almost used to the first season where it was like this week Venus, this week Mars, this week. Yeah. You know, we were going around so much. Now we're like in the same place. I almost wish this and the last episode were one long episode. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, I was going to say there's an interesting thing where 
the only real like look back at the uh the fleet we get is winfield kind of does his like captain's log and he's just like he literally basically just says like well we can't do anything there's a blockade outside which i like because it kind of gives a level of like realism to the thing where it's like you know there are practical concerns but at the same you know and he gives an update about napier is yeah, i like it. that and there's there's a great shot of him sitting at his desk of just like neo sapien ships outside the window which i think is really cool admiral's log entry the neo sapien fleet continues to blockade our base on io unless lieutenant marsh succeeds in his mission i'm afraid we don't have the forces to break the blockade professor algernon continues to work to repair the graph shield but if the Neo-Sapiens find out the shield is inoperative, they will attack and finish us. Sean Napier's work organizing the resistance is the only bright spot in our situation. I knew he was the right man for the job. But all our efforts will be in vain unless Lieutenant Marsh returns with Simbaka and the pirates. But at the same time, it's sort of like the strength of the show is that it gives you a lot of like true moments. You know, like in the Eden's, Eden's episode, we kind of talked about like, honest character choices honest character like action and all that and you know it's the idea of like oh the the castle's under siege well i guess we're just going to sit here for like two years until either we starve or someone comes along and breaks it and we're they're sitting and we're you know they they literally say like the war hinges on marsh and de leon so it does feel like you know it is very heavily on them um, yeah, no, I think I think they always do a good job, and I think this is definitely true of what he said last time, which was that they're just trying to be emotionally honest with it, and I think they're very good at that. And I think, like, yeah, they would set up a blockade. They wouldn't just... That, like, it all makes sense. The logic is very good. Well, I do like, you know, sort of, you know, going back to that kind of idea of... This is, has a lot of classical themes I enjoy. Like, it starts off with, like, Typhonus kind of lands on the pirate's uh, base, and he's do like... Oh yeah, well, yeah, we'll just run through it real quick. Um, I'm gonna take the lead on this one because I just started talking. Um, but Typhonus shows up, and I really like this thing where he goes to Simbaka and he's like, you know, he basically does like the Xerxes pitch from like 300, where he's like, you know, just you know, all you gotta do is hang with us and not mess everything up, and you'll be great after the war. And then Simbaka is just you know like, no, we can't do that. And he's like, okay, kill them all. I am Typhonus, the personal envoy of Governor General Phaeton. I am here to make you a proposal, Simbaka. If the pirate clans remain neutral, we will guarantee your freedom here. The only thing we ask is that you turn the Exofleet emissaries over to us. We need no Neo-Sapien permission to live on the outer planets. And we do not sell ourselves for bribes. A display of Neo-Sapien power should convince you to reconsider. It's a trick! Simbaka does an awesome thing where he, like, Jubail's like, you gotta run, you gotta run. And Simbaka's like, no, we fight now. I never run. And he literally, like, grabs a metal pole and rips... Out of concrete. <laughs> rips like a block concrete. of concrete out to make a sledgehammer and just starts wailing on dudes. I I love that I love that because like Simbaka is clearly older and like and like he's just older and like uh and not as like spry as like the other pirates but he's so highly respected right like when he says something like the pirates who are like super contentious and like argue all the time like when when Simbaka says something it is not questioned and like I like that scene because you're like oh right 
he's also like the baddest dude. Like he's not he like he's he's the leader of the pirates because he's the best at being a pirate and that's being like a savage. Like <laughs> Yeah, it is totally badass. Whoever said Ian McShane for that part, I think is right on. Boom. You. You're welcome. Um but but yeah, like there's also a great moment where the pirates are so like they have such a death wish that um marsh and delian are like shit we gotta get our frames and they run into the ship where they think their frames are and they're like look at these cowards they're running away and they try to like shoot the exo troopers and then basically spend half the episode hunting them down um i love that they're just so someone tries to shoot jt and delian and then he gets shot straight up in the back oh that's jubail i think right jubail yeah yeah and Again, it's the Ryan Hardy theory of laser beams where sometimes they just blow a hole through your chest and sometimes you just fall over for a minute. Sim- Simbaka takes a shot from a Neo Sabian E-frame to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from point blank range. <laughs> and it's just like, that hurt. Yeah. He's like the 23rd century 50 cent where like he just takes one of the chests and it's like not phased. Like keeps coming. Like, just not phased. I feel a little sleepy. <laughs> Something's made me angry. I also love that I think it's Barca just eats a uh, eats an E-frame like backhand with like the ball on like the uh, the purple frame. He just like it's oh, yes. totally like... Oh. You know, Charlie Murphy. What is the five fingers? Say to the face! What? Slap! That was a very, very cool moment. There's also a moment where Deleon's being attacked at some point and he goes, Hiya! Yeah. So the pirates are like hunting them through like ba- the base because Simbaka gets kidnapped by the Neo Sapiens. The pirates are like, Well, we got to get those exo troopers because we can trade them for Simbaka. And they get the drop, the pirates get the drop on Marsh and Deleon. And like you said, I literally just wrote in all caps, Deleon has the sickest moves. Check those moves, Bronski. Uh, goes hi-ya, kicks the shit out of him, grabs one of their guns, has this great line where he goes, repeat after me, I surrender. We're on your side. I don't care if you turn green. Now stand away from those E-frames. Anything you say. Hi-ya! Repeat after me. I surrender. He's the best. They get their frames. There is a great thing where basically they get Hollis Queens. It's Christmas time in Hollis Queens. And they're marching him to a ship. And uh, Dalian's like, oh, we, looks like we got a surprise. Marsh goes, They don't like surprises. You're in the wrong line of work. And there's the sickest rack focus to his minigun. It's so good. His minigun, Marsh's. Uh, I I do want to I do want to go back. Uh, Fairy, you're super right that like the Marsh frame is awesome. Like the weaponry on that thing is so sick because it's all weapons. There's no like support gear on it. And like every kind, like guns, missiles, lasers. Like yeah, yeah. He has like every he has like every possible armament. In space, he flies with his wings out so he can fire more missiles. I love that. But like, there's no, there's no communications. There's no tech. There's just, it's just weapons. It's also, I think, the only E-frame that we don't see another copy of, too. Yeah, I can't remember like another time when maybe in like one of the big, big battles. But yeah, it seems like it's kind of like almost a relic. Like he's had that thing for years, you know? Yeah. This is gonna sound like a 
I'm going to make this a bad analogy, but you know when you go to eat with someone and you're like, I'll just get the standard thing and they like put the right toppings on the pizza. It's like everyone got their thing and then Marsh came out and they're like, oh crap, we could have gotten that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he has all the cool weapons. Had wings <laughs> from, that are just for missiles. <laughs> and like and like engine rockets, which were dope. Like Yeah, that reload like by themselves sometimes. That those things are sweet he has like his i love the right arm because it's like the uh the three like laser cannon kind of things it's so good man um yeah. but i also love that that's why him and uh Deleon are such a good pair because Deleon's got like all the tech and you know some guns so it's marsh can be a total badass over here and then Deleon can like hack their systems bro and just do awesome stuff <laughs> marsh orders De- marsh orders Deleon around a lot in this episode yeah he uh he takes charge and kind of like you know in the interview, you know, we were talking about it, just like the idea, like sometimes you got some stuff that Marsh can't do or doesn't, you don't want him to do as a character, be it because it's too boring or it's kind of like gray morality. And Deleon's so perfect because all he has to do is be like, Deleon, do this thing. And you get your way out. I Two things. One, I really have come to look at Deleon a lot differently, rewatching it and then through talking to Mr. Edens, because I, I always thought he was kind of like a nerdy, like nice guy, but he's not at all. He's a killer Frenchman to uh, Alan Tudyk for the movie. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Huge move. Oh, man. There's part of me that wanted Adrian Brody, but that's like a stretch. He's too wimpy, though. No offense. He could kill me like by looking at me. Hot take. I take Adrian Brody's a murderer. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, hot take. That escalated. Hot take. That's, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. Allegedly not true. Um, <laughs> Alleged. No, they, uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, so they march Hollis to his ship. They fly him over to the Neo Sapien ship. And he's like, you know, you, if you don't think they will shoot because I'm your hostage, you're wrong. And they're like, uh, we're your hostage. And he's like, I don't understand. Because, again, pirates are not so great on the... Uh, they're... Hollis drives me crazy <laughs> as a character. <laughs> like he, he's the smoothest of the smooth brains, man. He's uh, He, he just doesn't get it. And it, I, I don't remember exactly what happens, but I feel like it will not work out well for him. <laughs> but, yeah, he... Because uh, like, the other thing is, like, Jubail is, like, a seasoned warrior. You know, Barca is, like, a douche. And Hollis is just so... He's, like... He's like not as smart Takagi, you know? Yeah, he's like super, he's just super dumb. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Barca, like, Barca is like closing down the computer with Phaeton's face in it. And Hollis is like, what are you doing? And Barca's like, nothing. And Hollis is like, great, nothing. Like, he's so gullible. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't have told me he was doing not something if he was doing nothing. <laughs> um,. So they they land on Typhonus's ship under the ruse of like exchanging the exotroopers. And of course they open the door and they're all framed up and they're just wrecking shit. And I will say Hollis has a redeeming moment here because while Marsh and Deleon are in their frames shooting, Hollis just is running past them with like an assault rifle, just murdering dudes with a huge smile on his face. He does, his super soaker 50. On those occasions when you need to make a big splash, there's the super soaker 100. He loves to kill. Yeah, so basically, you know, Marsh is like, yo, hack that shit, Deleon. He closes like all the doors except the one system Baka. They go in, they get him, blow up some stuff. Typhonish's ship. You know, springs a leak, so they have to abandon it. 
We're losing containment on the propulsion reactors. Detonation is imminent. We must evacuate. Give the order. All crew members abandon ship. Simbaka calls the pirate fleet and he's like, you know, pirate fleet, you must attack. The Neo Sapiens have betrayed us. And it's Barka and Jubail on the other end. Alert all ships! We attack on Simbaka's orders! Wait, Jubail! Attacking the Neo Sapiens will cost many lives. All for the sake of one. Leave Simbaka to his fate. And you could be the new leader of the pirate clans. Only a coward would let someone else remove the obstacle in his path. We attack! And they go and fly off to die. <laughs> And I love that, again, <laughs> Barka's logic, he's trying to spy logically, and their death wish just overrides it every time. It's amazing. He's like he's like the worm tongue or the unfirth, right? Like in a in like a society of warriors, he's like kind he's like a he's like a weenie. And but he's like but he's also like smart, right? Like he's working with Phaeton. Yeah, he and he also does like the security clearances for things and He's like a high up. But like there's a world in which I could I could understand his point of view. He's actually trying to save lives. But like it's not in any way treated with like you know what I mean? Like Diana had a point of view, like right, she was trying to help her save her husband and, and child who got sent off to the sun. Um <laughs> that's not funny. But yeah, you know, so like but like his it's not necessarily portrayed that way, but I can understand his trying to save the pirates from reckless behavior. It's just undermined by the fact that he's like He's like a snidely whiplash. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a good word for Barca, that's a good word for most like villain sidekicks in cartoons is like snivelly. He's like always like cranky and like, I'm allergic to space. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. The dust in the space station just wrecks havoc with my sinuses. Yeah. And they're like, shut, um, shut up, dude. There's a really great shot. I think it's Jubail. It's like his hand is pushing down like a... <laughs> A throttle that's a, like his gun, his laser gun in the space fight, which is awesome. <laughs> it's a very like World War II like dog. Oh yeah, you know like strafing kind of shot. Um, and then and then at the end, I think like so what so the episode ends with um, Sabaka is so impressed by Marsh's courage and bravery that he decides to join the pirates with the humans. These two have proved their courage. We each have held the life of the other in our hands. Until the Neo-Sapiens are defeated, the Exo-Fleet and the Pirate Clans will fight together. Yeah! <laughs> that, like, yeah. Marsh and Dalion finally, like, met the warrior standards that he was looking for. And then, and then I think Sabaka <laughs> says something like, until the next battle, Marsh, when we fight side by side, which is, like, he learned the next battle thing early on and is now like telling people that he invented it, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is my idea the whole time. When I was talking about dying as legends, that was not really a thing. I was, it was a joke. Just a joke. It turns out if you live, you can keep fighting. <laughs> See, before me, people had one battle and then I said, what about the next battle? And, and, and Mustachio there is like, Yes, Simbaka, you said next battle. Like You, you invented Prime the Pump. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, too, like with the pirates, it's cool to see the pirate ships um, getting some action because, you know, we get a lot of the E-frame stuff, but it's nice to see, like you said, like the kind of strafing, like a lot of more fighter jet stuff. But we also yeah. get like 
they tease Typhonus and Marsh having this big face-off, like, frame to frame. But Marsh gives, like, this great line. He's like, Next time, Typhonus is mine. And I love that Marsh is, like, you get to see that, like, kind of, like, cold-blooded, like, I'm going to do this thing, you know? There's always that great moment when, like, the two heavies are about to go at it. Like, you know, good shows, like, will push it off, push it off, but then, which this kind of does, but you're just like, oh, yeah, come on. Like, you want to see that fight. I want to see Typhonus and Marsh go at it. I also, I really like the, I really like the pirate technology because it appears to all be like pre-E-frame. So it's like before there were E-frames, everything was like fighters and like gunships and stuff. And then when E-frames came along, those things got like phased out. Yeah, because it can blow up in like one shot and kill like 3,000 people because they're yep. just made of like scrap tin left over. Yeah. It's also kind of cool. Um <laughs> I, I kind of love anytime they have a capital ship that's getting like totally messed up when uh, Typhon or yeah, Typhonus the second is like, you know, we're losing whole integrity. We have to leave. And they're like, abandoned ship. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things in any sort of like big battle. Because it's like, oh, yeah, little ships are going to happen now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've come around. I, I did like this episode. Yeah. It has a, has a lot of really great action pieces in it. A lot of... <laughs> Anytime someone rips a pole out of concrete, I, concrete's still attached to it, and I'm on board. Simbaka goes so hard in the paint this episode. Like, <laughs> can I say I th- he's throwing bows? <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe in this episode without seeing her face. We see uh, Colleen O'Reilly. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, right. She's she's working on with Maggie repairing something. I love stuff like that. Again, it's it's one of the uh, the tricks that we uh we heard in the interview where it's like if you're going inter- to introduce a character down the line just throw them in a couple of background shots because then you're you know you'll be like oh yeah holy shit we met them like 10 episodes ago yeah it's super it's super cool she's working on a e-frame <laughs> that's how I, that's how, that's how irish people talk yeah 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 yeah. She's, the, she's the tech person for the jump troops, right? That's like her character. I think so, right? Yeah. Or she's like communicate. She's something technical. She's like the technical person. Yeah. Something, something, something. Pot of gold. Yeah. Fix the communications. <laughs> I heard you. The, <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I, you know, I cannot do an Irish impression, but. Who uh, you guys is MVPs? Yeah. <laughs> Beat me to it. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Simbaka for uh, swinging concrete around like a badass. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's freaking a good one, man. I was kind of really hoping he'd like Conan the Barbarian a uh, an E-frame with it and just crush that glass dome. But he just kills a couple of guys. I'd say mine is Delian because we finally get to see what the hell he does with all that tech stuff. Uh, like he hacks into the mainframe and finds things and patches communication to the fleet and also like murders like 40 guys it's kind of great how about you chris um i hate you guys both my first one was going to be sabaka for that reason and my second one was going to be daily on for that reason <laughs> so we completely mix it up i'm gonna say colleen o'reilly for her hard work behind the scenes <laughs> nice i thought you were gonna say barca but Sattering things <laughs> No, she's... no, they're just, I don't know what it is, but there's something about like when you know someone's double crossing everyone else, you're just kind of waiting to see what happens. Like, like that's like Battlestar Galactica was like that. It was like, uh, I'm just going to be uncomfortable this whole time. Well, for better or for worse, you know, it's like, uh, you know, BSG kind of had the, the whole, like, and if you haven't watched it, you know, just maybe skip ahead like a minute or two, but like, you know, they had the whole, uh, humans or Cylons thing and all that. So they're like, 
they're always laying that groundwork but i don't know it was always pretty obvious i kind of like that we're not really seeing anything concrete like it hasn't really come home to roost at all or even been like listened to by the guys who are right around him it's only been smooth brain who's like hello what you doing buddy and he's like nothing go home and he's like okay so you know i kind of want to see what happens with it and it's probably gonna be something horrible but uh you know i'm still on board for it yeah no i I mean it's not bad it just always makes me feel yeah (laughs) uh quick plug two loopy ladies can be found at etsy.com etsy where you can find the two loopy ladies store (laughs) and nothing else yeah it's only one thing if you like crocheted hats that's where you go crocheted scarves don't go to the store get it yeah <laughs> buy my book on amazon Decropolis. yeah technically exosquad fan fiction though not really you can find the link to it on the exofleet exchange on our website Woo-hoo. if you click there on any of the links and if you buy something so buy something you love buying stuff uh we will get a small kickback that helps cover the cost of making this podcast and we also have a patreon so check that out there a bunch of fun rewards hey if you guys like fund us enough to buy an action figure off eBay, whoever gets the action figure will make a video about getting that action figure. It'll probably be me, because I'm greedy. Yep. But check out the Patreon. You heard him, guys. If you give Chris money, he'll make a video about him playing with toys. Yeah, because I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's printing money right there. That's printing money right there. It's way easier than robbing space sex barges. (laughs) Hello, orgy goers. Do you have a ticket for the orgy? <laughs> How come no one invites Simbaka to the orgy? Is it because my face is so small and my beard is so large? Is it weird that there are so many rules? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's too funny. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke so hard. <laughs> Don't tell me where to put my sword. <laughs> The free people of Tethys put it wherever they want. Where is the coat check? At this space order. <laughs> I lost my ticket. How ironic. Is there a will call? <laughs> I bought this ticket for the orgy on StubHub. <laughs> May I still get in? It was face value, so it's not scalping. <laughs> will there be a box lunch? <laughs> I brought orange slices. Things can get vigorous. <laughs> just, just thinking, because I said last episode that it was, uh, it's kind of like the ship from Wally. So I'm just picturing the space orgy starting out really, really cool, and then everyone stops moving. They get like really big and fat, and I'm just wondering what the rest of the machines do because it started out as an orgy, so it's going to end as an orgy. I don't want to leave my keys in my pants. Does anyone have a place where to put them? <laughs> what are you doing with your keys? <laughs> Is there valet parking, or do I need to find street parking? How does this work? <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you haven't checked out our Michael Eden's interview, please check that out now. Yes, I'm, I'm sure our our riffing on space orgies visited by pirates um, has inspired you to go see some of our more serious work. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Who does our intro and outro music? Uh, I believe it is. Our intro and outro music is done by Eric Calderon. You can find his stuff on YouTube where many people pirate things. It is a good place to be a pirate. Please visit our website, leave comments, rate, review, listen to the episodes, subscribe if you will. You can find us on the Twitter at ExoSquadGoals or use the hashtag ExoSquadGoals to get in touch with us. 
via secret communications. Or email us at exosquadgoals at gmail.com. It is a more conventional method of communications, not like having a Nintendo Switch with the floaty, bumpy head of Phaeton. <laughs> What's going on over there? Nothing. Go home, Hollis. No one likes you. <laughs> so for the Exosquad goals, I am Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Tarantino. Are there any heroes on Tethys? <laughs> no, no, sir. Excellent. Goodbye. <laughs>The pirates are so good. Like they are the fucking best. Like because they're like criminals and they like been abandoned. They're like their like philosophy is like so weird and like insane. It's never quite established. It's sort of just like go die gloriously. Okay. And that's right. like it. Yeah. I, yeah. Stop like, the recording. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit stop. Um. And then he like totally turns around and is like, ah yes. I see you also have the murder boner. Like, like we'll join you. This murder is very arousing to me. Let us find a sex barge. Okay, now I'm hitting stop. Because you can't, you can't leave out that gold.